Welcome to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus. Coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoke and Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour. Uh, welcome to the Hypersloth Happy Hour. I'm Zigzag. I'm Rufus. Rufus, how are you, my friend? I'm all right. How are you? I'm pretty good. What's new in Rufus's world? I've got new headphones, man. So I hope oh, I don't sound boy. too weird. They're way better, but but I can't. They they close off everything, so I can't hear my own voice that much. So if I begin shouting, it's not anger. It's just because I need to hear myself to know what the fuck I'm saying. Okay, I got you. I got you. That should be interesting. That should be very What's, interesting. What the, what the fuck did you say to me? Hey. What'd s- you say? Settle down, dude. Settle down. Jeez. No, no. I'm sorry. Dude, I just couldn't hear myself. That's all. Oh, I thought you drank a bunch of coffee before the show. No, no. No, never. You a big coffee guy, Rufus? Uh, you know, it's strange. I'm not. I have two cups of coffee in the morning, but it's really weird you bring it up because I, I mentioned this to my wife in a text earlier. We we bought one of those Keurigs where you can just make one cup at a time, right? And now I find myself like in the afternoon, I'll be burned out and tired, and I'll be like, "Well, I'll have a cup of coffee." Really? So I've I've gone from having two in the morning. Yeah, I've gone from having two in the morning and then none to two in the morning, and now maybe one or two in the afternoon because it's so easy to do. My father-in-law drinks coffee literally all day long. He can drink coffee like until bedtime. He actually has a, a scoop of ice cream and pours coffee on it because he doesn't want to waste coffee. Oh, that sounds pretty fucking good, actually. That's the only way I can actually stomach coffee is uh, like coffee flavored ice cream. Otherwise, I don't really like I don't drink coffee. I told you I had a bad trip on coffee. Did I not? You did, you did, and I, I too. I mean, I can't have it black. I put. Uh, here's my trick. Here's what I do. I put um, Swiss Miss chocolate cocoa mix into it and some milk. Really, and it's pretty goddamn good. Yeah, that actually sounds good. Oh, so, yeah. so basically, you just need to have like a. <laughs> excuse me, I'm smoking marijuana. The strain of the week is super iced grapefruit, <laughs> by the way, listeners. But uh, you just need to have a cup of coffee. In like a five hour, not a cup of coffee, a cup of hot cocoa and a five hour energy drink, probably. Have you ever tried one of those? Yeah, yeah, but I have. You know what? I never really got a lot out of that. Really? Uh, It tastes tastes like Mountain Dew, but I never got the energy. I've never gotten a kick off of one of those five hour energy drinks. I don't know why. Maybe it's me. I don't know. 
I can't. I didn't. I that you're like I'm really shocked because I've never had a five hour energy because I'm basically I'm too lazy. That's why I don't even drink coffee because I don't like my heart to race. But uh, I'm surprised it tastes like Mountain Dew because I don't know what I expected it to taste like, but I expected it to taste like super duper fucking disgusting. But I guess it makes sense mm-hmm. that it that it tastes like Mountain Dew because all meth heads drink Mountain Dew. I mean, there's like a ninety percent chance. That if you're behind a guy at 7-Eleven, he's buying Mountain Dew, that he has like a pound of meth in his trunk. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure the five-hour energy drink is targeting the same demographic. I mean, Dude, this this chick it's, it's in front like, of me... It's, it's like concentrated Mountain Dew. Yeah, this chick in front of me obviously was a meth head. And, and, and you can tell, because you know, have you seen what a meth head looks like, Rufus? Are you familiar with like the look of a meth head or not? I live in a small town in Arkansas. I'm surrounded by meth heads. Okay, so you know that they're all zitted, picking their face and everything. And this lady in front of me, it 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 wasn't a Seven Eleven, but it was another Quickie Mart. She was buying like ten five hour energy drinks, and that to me says someone that's probably oh has already like sucked their dick for meth for the day, and kind of kind of burnt their <laughs> meth bridge for that day. So they have to turn to the five hour energy yeah. to get the boost. It, it is the poor man's meth, for sure. <laughs> I wonder if anybody's ever, like, cooked down a five-hour energy and tried to shoot it up. I, you know what? I'm sure someone has. I, that's a stupid question, almost. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's rhetorical, of course. I, I'm actually going to Google shoot up five-hour energy and see what comes up. Oh, man. You know, it's going it, to come up on eHow with instructions on how to do it. Let's see. Let's see. Boy, Five Hour Energy spends a lot of money on advertising because it's all just coming up Five Hour Energy to buy. So apparently you can't shoot it up. But, you know, I saw a guy on on Intervention. I know we talk about Intervention a lot on this show because for some reason that that show, I don't want to say this. I think I'm addicted to Intervention. Is that wrong? That's not wrong. It's ironic, but it's not wrong because I, I am. Too. It's a fascinating show. It's but this dude on there, I can't stop watching it. Would like run out of heroin, and he would shoot up water, just just because the ritual what? part of it. Like he was like that gives me like some kind of feeling like I'm shooting up just because the whole ritual of shooting up. I'm like okay, I mean, is that safe to shoot up water? I mean, I don't know. I wonder. Must be, I guess. I don't know, but that, that, there's kind of a correlation to that in like smoking cigarettes. A lot of people smoke only because of the ritual of it. Like, like I remember when I smoked, I could be in a setting where it wasn't cool to smoke or a new setting and it wouldn't hit me at all, but I always smoked in my car while driving. So if I was in my car, that was part of the ritual, you know? You just had to like and light one thing, up, like just work, have taking a smoke break. Yeah, I remember you and your smoke breaks. Yeah. I remember you taking a smoke break, leaving me back there. It's- fucking over a hot grill taking care of people while you take your mandatory uh 15 minute smoke break i'm so glad you didn't enjoy those cigarettes that you know what that's the only it's the only thing that makes me happy about that is that i know you're out there suffering (laughs) yeah 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 i I fucking hated leaving you to deal with all the idiots (laughs) yeah no way well you know what i never realized how clever you were until just now that you actually were just leaving me to work by myself so you could just go out there and act like you were smoking. I, were those candy cigarettes? I bet they probably were. 
They were candy cigarettes. Yeah, they were actually dumb, dumb lollipops. Yeah, here, this is... A candy cigarette can probably teach a kid how to smoke. Because I remember when I was a kid, like, we would get the candy cigarettes, and when it was cold out, we would, like, puff on the cigarette or make, like, believe like we're puffing on a cigarette and blow the cold, like, the your breath out, and it would look like you were smoking, and we thought we were so cool. So cool, in fact, that I had my first cigarette Absolutely. at, like, nine years old, which I stole out of uh, my neighbor's mom's cigarette pack that was on her the front seat of her car is that wrong and i'm sure at nine years old i'm sure at nine years old it, w- it was fantastic you oh my it, god right? it was so delicious dude i you know what i had sex right afterwards <laughs> oh is that right right i didn't know then back then that you had sex first then you had the cigarette i thought that it was the other way around well, you were only nine but you know how my dad dude, i remember i got caught uh, smoking actually and my parents oh, really? stopped me from smoking by telling me that I could smoke inside the house. They're like, go ahead, you can smoke all you want. So I'm like puffing on this 20-year-old pack of Lucky Strikes that my dad had in a drawer. And uh, I got pretty Ew. ill. Needless to say, I have never smoked a cigarette since then. Dude, I remember when I was a kid in the small town we lived in, they had this fair every year called Howdy Roo. And it was a typical thing The the shit carnival came to town and they had a chili cook-off and all that stuff and, and booths where you could buy stupid shit. And one thing that they sold was uh, these fake cigarettes and they sold them to kids and they were like these little tubes. <laughs> right. They looked like cigarettes, but they were full of, they were full of like talcum powder. So right, I'm familiar with that. And this powder would come out the end like smoke. Sure. I mean, no, I remember be, those too, actually. That, those yeah. are actually what taught me how to smoke crack. Today, see what happens. Wonder why they outlawed those. Uh, you know what? With Trump as president, I bet they bring all that shit back. There'll probably be a candy cigarette well, that, that's, in every fucking convenience store. Well, candy cigarettes are to real cigarettes what five hour energy is to real meth, I guess, is what we're coming oh, to. Yeah, that's true. You're probably right. You know, speaking about a chili cook off, dude, I've always wanted to participate in a chili cook off. But for some reason, you never hear about a chili cook-off until it's already over. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, yeah, they were having a chili cook-off, and I missed it because I never heard that anyone was... They need to advertise chili cook-off more. I don't think they want a lot of people to participate, maybe. I don't know. The only the only reason I know about them is because my dad competed in them. See, that would be he, awesome. he used to win like, every year for like five years straight. I am very impressed by that. Your dad is my new hero, dude. I want to be in a fucking chili cook-off so bad. I'm surprised that the FDA just doesn't come in and shut down chili cook-offs, though. There's too many weirdos out there. (laughs) Did your dad ever put broken glass in his chili? Is that how he won? (laughs) No, no, but not only did he make chili, he was a smoker, so he was extra cool, and he would tap his ashes into the chili. <laughs> See, that's how he got people hooked. That's how you win five years straight. <laughs> Put nicotine in your chili. You're just like something about this guy's chili makes me feel super upbeat and gets my heart pounding for about thirty minutes. <laughs> that's right. It makes me want to pace and think about <laughs> shit that it irritates me, but I feel okay. It makes me want to like take a nap after I had sex. 
<laughs> we'll call it Pacers Chili because you eat it and you just kind of walk back and forth. Be funny, your dad was like the only guy with a line of people waiting for his chili. Every other person's like sitting there. <laughs> Except for the guy that started putting meth in his chili. That's what happened. Your dad didn't win the sixth year because some guy's like, oh yeah, I smoke meth and I'll put the meth ashes in my chili. Now people will come back. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Meth must be something else, dude. I'm never going to try meth because drugs scare the fuck out of me. But boy, people that get on that shit sure go fucking bananas. They do. Yeah, they go really bananas. And it's not even like, at least with heroin, at least with heroin, it seems to be like an introspective artistic. (laughs) You you get that whole sort of out of body, like the world is a crazy place and I'm existing in some. My womb. My heroin womb. Right. But meth is just like, I I like meth because it makes me want more meth. I right. I mean, it's like the world is kind of crappy. And I got to imagine it's like 10 times crappier for a meth head. You know what I mean? You think your mm. day sex. Imagine like getting up and taking apart a VCR, which they apparently like to do. They like to take apart electronics. Somehow have sex <laughs> with a family member for some reason. I mean, that's like all I ever hear about meth. And then have a Mountain Dew. Sounds like a great time. Doesn't that sound fun? I guess I don't know. (laughs) I just it's like everything I've ever seen. Like on for some reason on intervention, a person on meth is always like taking something apart, like a VCR or a car, something that they know they could never put back together. Well, do they? They at the time, I'm sure they think they can make a robot or some sort of <laughs> well, yeah, I'm cool sure AI invention out of it. That's what staying up for two weeks will make you think. I don't like to be up for fucking hey, I'll, I'll twelve hours. I don't think I could ever be up for two fucking weeks. No, I'm fuck, I don't like being up for two hours. I'd, I'd rather remain unconscious as much as possible. That's that's why I'm not sober most of the day. It's the same thing as being unconscious, but you get paid for it. Hey, I listened to an old episode of the uh, Hypersoft Happy Hour. You may have heard of it. And yeah, in I it, have. You I'm a big fan. A, uh, <laughs> you mentioned a sub shop you went to, and it was a, it was a, a Hypersoft rant, actually, on this episode called Penn Station Subs. Yes. And it sounded so terrible, and I, I just had to ask, have you ever been back? Nope. And has it improved? I can honestly say I have never, ever been back. Not one time. And I drive I by it. I used to drive by it every day. I don't anymore. But I, I, there, I have no reason to ever go back there. First of all, their cheesesteak sucks. They put hard salami on their fucking Italian sub, which makes no fucking sense to me. And the french fries were burnt. No. Right, I'm sure that's everything I said in my rant because that's all I remember about that shithole. It is, it is the the hard salami. You made a big point about that, and you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Hard salami is German. It is not Italian. Don't call it your Italian sandwich and then put fucking hard salami on it. That's Italian fucking salami, you idiots. <laughs> How do you own a sub shop and not know that? How have you, who in the, who goes to the grocery store and doesn't know that hard salami and Genoa salami are two completely different animals and hard salami doesn't even really taste it's, that good. 
Dude, you know, it's just some corporate eggheads that are like, we need to get in on the sub market. And Allow they just me. Threw some shit together with no fucking research. I'm going to tell you right now, Rufus, I feel sorry for the people that I see ordering the hard salami because I know that they probably think that they're getting the Genoa salami experience and they're just not. I want to say, dude, no. you want Genoa salami. Don't, don't get the fucking hard salami. Hard salami is for losers. That's like buying Kado salami. Remember Kado salami? Uh, yeah, I do. It's like bologna. Oscar Meyer like makes it. Me- yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. It's like bologna. It's got that <laughs> plastic ring around it. <laughs> it's it's like Kado salami is totally artificial salami. It's like food coloring and fat. I think injected into a bologna. Have you ever made a sandwich with like bologna or, or cotto salami or whatever and forgot to take the plastic ring off and you bite in the sandwich <laughs> and, you know, there it is stuck between your oh, teeth? Oh, yeah. The red one? I have. The red one, yeah. especially. Oh, yeah. The, How do you miss that? I mean, like, it's How like. How the fuck it, did I miss that? They make it red because they don't want you to choke to death on it, but somehow <laughs> it will slip by you. You think they would just take it off first? You mean before they slice it? Yeah, I mean, surely there's a machine. Well, at least before they package it. Right. That's why, So who... Why would they sell that two ways? Right? Why would they sell the salami... Or the salami... Not, the bologna with the red fucking ring still on it. And then the bologna without the red ring. Who would be like, I want the one with the red ring. But You know what I did notice, though? The one with the red ring is always fucking cheaper. So I'm guessing that the red... Really? Thing is like holding the fucking salami together into like some tubular form so it just doesn't splash all over when they try to cut it. It could be a psychological thing. Like in taking off that ring, you could kind of feel like you're cooking. Like I'm preparing the bologna. <laughs> yeah. The I'm going to go make lunch. I'm going to have to take the ring off my bologna <laughs> while it's, while it's already on the sandwich. <laughs> That's right. I've been sweating over this pack of bologna all day. You better eat this sandwich. <laughs> the deal is supposed to make you more refined. I remember looking down on kids at school that didn't have the red ring on their salami, <laughs> and I was just like, your fucking life sucks. <laughs> it became a status symbol. You wear the like the red ring like a bracelet around your neck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it would be a necklace. Those were the same kids that had the uh, the candy meth pipes that, that were popular back then. <laughs> Right. What what is the most offensive thing you could make a candy now? Probably, and and they they probably let you sell just about anything except a cigarette. I wonder if you could make a candy like remember those little booze bottles that had like the colored liquid in them, the wax ones, and you'd bite the top off and drink the liquid. I do, I do, and and I remember little candy. Um, the container wasn't candy itself, but it had little candies in it. But each little container was like a tiny beer can. And they made fun right. of, like, they had names like Schlotz. Yes, I totally slits, remember no, those. Schlotz. God. They were awesome. They were awesome. Yeah, I had my first beer at six. It was a Schlotz. It tasted like sweet tarts. I did. No wonder I got hooked. I I, I found my dad's 12-pack uh, behind the toilet, and I thought it was a bunch of candy, and I drank <laughs> it all. <laughs> had the best time of my life. The best candy I ever had. Imagine if you could old. get drunk as a child with nothing even to worry about. 
Kids are basically drunk all the time. Yeah, they I mean, are. That's how they kind really? of feel and think and behave. Dude, have you ever seen the show? Do you have the Vice Channel? I do. Yeah. Have you ever she- seen Weedikit? I guess that's how they pronounce it. No, I haven't. Maybe I don't have the full Vice Channel. I've never seen that. No. But it's a whole show about weed and stuff, right? And it's a great show, and it's a great idea for the show. But I want to punch the guy who is the host of the show, like, right in the fucking face as hard as I can. Why is that? He just is so... He's so annoying. He's like a hipster Indian guy. I think his name is Krishna, believe it or not, or something like that. Honest to God, that's what he calls himself. But... He just, you just have to watch the show to understand. If there's a caller out there, 646-478-0616, if you've seen Weedikit and you don't want to punch this guy, call me because I want to know what, why you don't want to punch him. Not why you do, but why you don't. You have when to see When you said guy. Indian guy, everything clicked to me. I, I remember seeing the promos for that TV show, but I've not seen it. And the promos didn't annoy me, but I know what you're talking about now. And I, no, I, I have not seen the show. But I'm here's the deal with the guy. Obnoxious fuck. It's like he he's all pro marijuana and everything, right? It's so weird. He's so pro marijuana, and you know everything's great about marijuana. But then when he gets high, it's like he gets tweaked out and starts like telling, like gets all weird and is like maybe taking a little bit too much is not good for you. And he like starts to second guess marijuana on the show, and I'm like, dude, your whole show is pro marijuana. Try not to freak out on camera. You know what I mean? You ha- <laughs> you have to see the one. He's like taking as much as a little girl who had cancer, right? And they make you, you like step up. This yeah. little girl didn't start out taking like a half a gram of Rick Simpson oil or whatever. But uh, sure, he did. He took like a piece of grain of rice, dude. And I know you can get super high or whatever, but this guy was like fucking tripping out or something. It was so strange to watch. It was so fucking weird to watch. I was like, okay, you're annoying. But he annoyed me before that. Do you think they played up for the show? No. No. I think that he just... See, when I'm high, dude, like I can do the radio show and stuff, but I don't want to be about around a bunch of people either. So I would be like... I'm, I would like fake hitting a joint, I think, if I was trying to do a TV show. But this guy, like, hits it and gets tweaky, and it's really weird to watch. It's almost uncomfortable. Wow. That makes me not ever want to watch it, especially high. No, no, you have to watch it. I mean, the, the premise for the show is good, and the and the content <laughs> of the show is good. Just try to tune him out. Yeah. Just don't pay attention to him. No, don't pay attention to the host. Right. Right. He's a very small part of the show. Thank God. Except he's in every scene. So it's like every episode of any show Bill Maher does. The show's good, but ignore the host. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like whoever has got the idea for the shows is on point, but they just need to find a new host. Like, we would be great hosts for the Bill Maher show or this Weedikit. We'd be great hosts for any show. You're right. I think we prove that on a weekly basis. <laughs> You're right. Twice a week, sometimes. Yeah, and weekly sometimes. So you sent a thing to me about uh, about weed and about how they're going to put recreational weed in their crosshairs. Like, I, I've seen that about 50 yeah, fucking times yeah. today. But you know what, dude? I just don't think... I don't think they can stop it. I think they can say that, 
But I don't know if you saw any of the other stuff that came out, but it was like every recreational pot state was like, we're going to fight this tooth and nail. This is what our people voted for, and this is what we're going to give them. You know what I mean? You just can't come in because you hire Rex Tillerson. I mean, you see where they canceled the idea that the plans for that high-speed rail from San Francisco to L.A., just like on a whim? Huh. The Trump the Trump people decided that they're not going to build that anymore, right? After they'd already like right. after Obama had already spent like 150 million dollars, they decided they weren't going to fund the rest of it, and it's all because they just want people to drive because they want they own oil. It's it's I mean you know what the right. lobbyist is live alive and well in America at this moment that's for sure. Well, the whole thing about the the uh, the feds muscling in and enforcing weed laws or whatever with the states that don't really want weed laws enforced is not so much about whether they can get it done or not. It's it just says a lot more about the administration's right. fucking focus because Obama was like, his attitude was like, you know what? If the states want to do it, that's cool. The federal government has, and this is like a quote, he says, the federal government has bigger fish to fry. And so it's just the fact, even if they won't be able to enforce it in the states like oppose it it's just indicative of the entire fucking administration that they want to focus on going backwards it's all about going backwards dude that's what it's about this is what's so great about the republicans is they're all like we want less government we need less government in this or that but when it comes to like your body and what you want to do and decisions you want to make for yourself they're like oh no 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 the government has to tell you what to do there we just don't want rules and regulations for giant corporations Exactly. Exactly. Backass motherfuckers. Hey, if you're Republican, give us a call six four six four seven eight zero six one six. I'd like to tell you how fucking stupid <laughs> you are. Yeah, or tell us how stupid you think we are. Yeah, like go ahead. I know too. I'm stupid. See, that makes me smart because I know how stupid I am. Wow. That's deep. Hey, I gotta jot that down. That is deep. That's so deep. It's like. Uh, a glory hole. It's as deep as a glory hole. <laughs> that was the best follow-up line to that sentence ever. I know I'm stupid. That's what makes me smart. That's deep, like a deep glory hole. <laughs> glory holes can be deep. I remember the first time I ever watched one of those mining shows, Gold Rush it was, and they had like the old man on yeah. there that had like one leg that was shorter than the other leg. Remember him? I think they called him Boots was his nickname. I'm not I'm being dead serious. His nickname was Boots. But uh they didn't call him Boot. But for like for like 10 fucking episodes, they were digging to the bottom of this glory hole, right? What they called the glory hole. There's going to be all this gold at the bottom of this glory hole. A glory hole supposedly is a place where a waterfall, an ancient waterfall, like goes over a cliff and like deposits a bunch of gold at the bottom of the glory hole, right? And uh Sure. This old man must have said glory hole for like fucking 10 episodes straight about 50 fucking times. And I'm like, can't someone just say to him, dude, just don't call it the glory hole. You're kind of making a weirdo of yourself. Because <laughs> he'd be like, can't wait to get to the bottom of the glory hole. I can't wait to see what's coming out of the glory hole. <laughs> I can't wait for that gold to spray all over my face right. when we get to the bottom of the glory hole. That glory hole sure is dirty. 
Is that is that the old man? The old man with the beard that sounds he's he's got like a voice like a Muppet. <laughs> no, from, uh, no, the Muppet Show. No, that that's another old man. That's this. I know who you're talking about. He that guy's part of the the Hoffman crew. <laughs> that's Daddy Hoffman. I like. Oh, the- I like to call him. You know what? I can't stand the Hoffman crew, dude, because they always do that fucking bullshit prayer shit. Let's thank God, and they they knock their helmets together and like say a prayer and shit i'm like you know what i don't buy into that bullshit on tv I just even don't. that bullshit is what have they ever succeeded every episode of gold rush i've ever seen the hoffmans are like <laughs> we've been here for two goddamn years right. and we've lost forty hundred thousand dollars but we just found two grains of gold, so we're going to stick around. Dude, when they went, did you see the, the ones where they went to the it. fucking Africa to mine gold? And, and uh, it was like, they got like, you're right, they got like two grains of gold, lost about a million dollars worth of fucking machinery, got shot at. I'm like, these guys are fucking idiots. Yeah. And they're still on the show. And I mean, I'm they, not they must that because be getting paid by the show. Todd Hoffman has the gayest fucking beard ever. I'm just saying it. He does. He does. And he's, the, he's the worst. Look, I'm going to say it. I'm not a gold man. I, I don't know nothing about gold, but from watching <laughs> that show, what I do know is that motherfucker doesn't either. He <laughs> right. knows nothing about how to find or mine or get fucking gold. The whole premise, every one of his crew should abandon him immediately. Dude, he's like a, the guy with the ultimate gambling problem because the whole premise of him even being there was he lost his job, so he decided to like borrow a bunch of money and go to try <laughs> to find gold. Now, you know, sorry Todd, that's not very smart. But you know what? He gets gold now because he, you know, who Freddie Dodge is. <coughs> it's like. No. They made Todd such an integral part of the show that they they introduced him to this guy named Freddie Dodge who knows how to fucking get gold. And because this year again, Freddie or yeah. Todd Hoffman was failing, right? He was totally failing and not getting any gold. Instead of going to, th- he he went to Oregon think. to mine for gold instead of the Klondike. And he was failing. So they call in Freddie Dodge, of course. So it's Freddie Dodge who saved Todd Todd Hoffman's ass. And Freddie Dodge comes in, and they just start finding the gold. And it's like, that's the show just hires Freddie Dodge to come save Todd Hoffman, it seems like. So then make Freddie Dodge the... Get rid of fucking Hoffman. Dude, did, I told Dodge you that we should develop this. The show. Right, I agree. I agree 100%. Because Freddie Dodge knows a shitload about gold. But, I don't know, maybe he doesn't have a crew or something. I'm sure they've got a contract with well, Todd Hoffman the, and all that shit. Dude, here's what I don't understand about the crew. I, I discovered Gold Rush, haha, so to speak, back in like 2012. Right. And even then, Todd Hoffman was failing. Right. And I just watched it recently, and pretty much all of his crew is still Yeah, they left. Him. And they're still failing. They The crew left. Listen to this, dude. The crew left. So what do they do? They call in Freddie Dodge. And Freddie Dodge turns them on to a claim with a bunch of gold on it. So Todd Hoffman gets to call his crew back. You know, it's you know uh, what? Now the show is just totally fucking pre-written, I think. The only person I really like is is Tony Beats. Oh yeah, Tony Beats. He's a pretty cool guy. 
I want the listeners out there to email us or call us, 646-478-0616, and tell us if you would play the Gold Rush app. Didn't we talk about having a Gold Rush app once before? I, I think so, but I've forgotten everything about it. I just thought it would be a cool game where you can, like, do a, you, like, on your phone, you buy the app, and you, quote, unquote, lease a piece of property... Right, and you get like a little bulldozer and a little thing to like drive around and see how much gold you can pick up, and like you could set it on like automatic so it would just run all day. But then like random problems pop up, like your water hose bursts or your thing falls apart. You know what I mean? So you like have to get it fixed and That's shit. Not bad, yeah. I think that'd be an interesting game. I, I think you've got a million customers already just with people that watch Gold Gold Rush. Absolutely, and. and- there's a lot of potential for in-app purchases. Oh yeah, you buy more, you buy another burst. lease, you buy better equipment. You know, yeah. all that in-app purchases is that shit. We were going to keep those ideas to ourselves on the show, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. Oops. I had a really good idea for an app this morning that I'm not going to say now, but I'll email uh, it to you later because it's really goddamn fucking good. I right. meant to email it today. Because I wanted you to know about it, but I, I can't say it now. I got gotcha. you. It's, it's too good. I can I can it's totally gonna, dig that. Hey, I got a question for millions. you. You're kind of an app guy. You wrote an app before. Any way to write like the I simplest did. Bud Buddy app to where you just push a button of a color of a Bud Buddy, and then next to it, you put the strain that's in it, and then it just saves it. So you could look at your app, your Bud Buddy app, and it'll tell you what strain was in what color Bud Buddy. Possibly. I don't know. I've made an app or two, but only with, like, you know, pre-made app Well, I'm sure that, I mean, that sounds sounds a lot like when I I created Yelp back at St. Edwards in the only computer programming class that I ever took. And then someone stole my I idea. That. You made it in. You made it in basic. I did. Dot matrix printer. I did. Well, I didn't need to print anything out. It was it was interactive. It's the only thing I learned at Saint Edward's. <laughs> That's, I thought Yelp. I thought Yelp started as a, a magazine. Well, I started the online version of Yelp. I created it and then started smoking a lot more pot, so it kind of fell by the wayside. Then someone else probably. Picked up where I left off. I find that happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's, I mean, uh, we've had ideas two or three years ago that are coming to fruition right now. Yeah, but not by us. No, I know, and that's frustrating. That's very frustrating. I'm it saying is that's that, I think we are the definition of what you call a forward thinker. Yeah, we're victims of thought theft. Of what? Thought theft. Oh, thought theft. I thought you said thought fest. I was like, damn. Well, yeah, we're probably victims of thought fest. We come up with brilliant ideas, and next thing we know, they're being executed by other people other than us. I know. Giving us no credit or money. Yeah, I don't get that. I mean, we're going to have to start filing some fucking class, some lawsuits against people, I think. You know, I mean, if if a company gets big enough... Right for, on one of our ideas, there's no reason that we can't just start to sue them. Be like, someone heard that on our radio show because we literally have it taped 
You know what I mean? And and have them prove that they didn't hear it. What we should do, we should come up with an idea that's so fucking ridiculous and absurd, <laughs> but at the same time has a nugget of viability. And come up with it like together off the show and then pretend to like discover it on the show. We'll like talk about it. I mean, something so ridiculous that nobody could possibly ever come up with it. And I guarantee you within two weeks to three months, we'll see a new story about it. That someone had and just then developed we can it. really prove because it was so fucking retarded. Yeah. I mean, like an app for finding the best time to... The glory hole finder. ...to dry outside. Yeah. Or, yeah oh, glory hole You know finder. what it could be? An app of those... What do they call those bars that cross each other? When you... Like a dowsing rod? Is that what they call those? Yes. What does it do with a dowsing rod, rod app, app that you like put on your phone and you walk around waiting for the things to like cross? So you can find water? <laughs> right, awesome. or gold. I've seen them use it to try to find gold. Oh my. Well, no, you can, oh my God, dude. Here's what you do you can set it to find different things, but if you want to, okay, it the app comes letting you find water. If you want to find gold, you're going to buy that for 99 cents. That'll help you find gold. If you want to find diamonds, that's that's 99 cents. you got to get the diamond upgrade right. through the dousing rod app. Here we go. We've done it again, dude. Two we weeks, have three months, done it that's going to be out there. I guarantee it. We could do like dog shit, gum, whatever you want. I mean, it could be just about fucking anything. <laughs> Cigarette butts. And what we could do, dude, we could really have it. That's right. So it actually works through the camera lens. So when the camera lens is facing down, it's looking at shit on the on the ground, and it has like it recognizes a cigarette butt, and the dowsing rods like cross each other. Dude, you take a picture of your car keys. You can't find your car keys. The dowsing <laughs> rod app tells you where to go to find your car keys. I love it. And then you know what? We'll just have Pokemon characters that we can, we'll like be Pokemon-esque <laughs> characters where people can just walk around in circles until the dowsing rods like cross each other, the dowsing rods cross each other, and we can be like, oh, you found uh, Super Chi-Chi or whatever their names of the Pokemon people are. <laughs> Super Chi-Chi, yes. I think that's an official name of the Pokemon <laughs> I know that it has a Chi or something in it. <laughs> oh, I've got your keys. Thank you, <laughs> Super Chi Chi. <laughs> I've got your keys. Is that what you said? Yes. All right. Well, we've done it again. We've done it twice in a row now. <sighs> yeah. But the whole point of that conversation was to not do it again because it'll be stolen. Now, this will be stolen. Right. Because um, you're, you're almost in a, a weird way. In three months to be like, remember when we came up with that? I now want the Dowsing Rod app on my phone and I don't even know where to get it. There probably is one. I'm going to have to search. There probably is one. But it won't. It won't do any things that we said. It won't be as said. well executed as... Right. It won't do any things that we no, said it should no, be. No, it, it, it'll be... It, it'll be a novelty. Ours is real. Ours is real. <laughs> right. Ours is water. real. We actually <laughs> we actually use a holographic image inside the phone to create a bubble. <laughs> you can't see it or feel it, but just know that it's there. It, it picks up the essence of water and gold. <laughs> 
we'll use Google Maps data, so it'll just make you walk 20 miles to the nearest lake. <laughs> hey, why not? Dows, digital Dowsing LLC. What the hell is this? No, that's not it. Oh, digital Dowsing. It is called a dowsing rod, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Ah, no shirt. Nothing came up. They use some of those. They use some of those paranormal shows too, where they have the two like metal rods and they're walking around in the attic in some haunted house and asking questions and they cross. That's not a dowsing rod, though. That's something else. What is that called? What is it? Say it one more time. In some of those like ghost hunter show shows, they'll have like a psychic or something who comes in with those two metal bars that they hold in their fists, and they're walking around asking questions, and then the bars will cross. It's it's kind of the same thing, but it doesn't have the same name. Uh, are those called super ghost finder rods? Yeah, that's the that's well. That's <laughs> I think they're college. just called phony. We just picked these up right before the show rods. To give the show some flavor. <laughs> They're just coat hangers. <laughs> well, I mean, surely you could make a dowsing rod out of a coat hanger, right? I mean, are they some kind of specially <laughs> milled metal or something? What is a dowsing rod exactly? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, they must be finely tuned, I guess. That's <laughs> just a couple of pitchforks. Or a tuning fork is what I meant. All right. I have a tuning fork. You do? Oh, I used to. So did I. I think every kid had a tuning fork. I wonder what happened to it. I probably threw it in the woods or something. It was fun for about oh, totally one day. These days. When you're like, hit it and you could hear it hum, and then you're like, oh, that's all it does. Who cares? Yeah. Now I just have humming in my ears from being old. <laughs> Was that right? You ever wonder where you ever hear like a giant high pitched squeal or something in your ear? Would you wonder uh, can no. can anybody else hear that? I'm not seeing like a giant like a like a small like in your ear like once every five years or something. Uh, sometimes, yeah, yeah. And you kind of like I get the. Uh, you ever get the, the phantom vibration on your leg, like your phone's going off, but you don't have a phone on you, but you feel that, like your phone's on vibrate under your thigh in your pocket. Yeah, that's like one of the early symptoms of MS. Just so you know. Well, no wonder I haven't been able to walk in months. <laughs> right. No, I do get that feeling. I, I get the weirdest feelings in my legs for some reason, like tingly feelings in my legs. <laughs> do you ever get that? Like where the rest of your body feels good, but your legs feel like antsy? And I'm not even on meth. Yeah, but I don't but I don't take my insulin shots. Yeah, wonder, no, I'm, I'm, my, my sugar's pretty solid. I have been eating a lot of candy well, it's all lately, though. Five-hour energy drinks. They have a lot of sugar. And what is, I mean, what is the main ingredient of a five-hour energy drink? Uh, I think caffeine. I think it's is, just it, is that all it is? I thought it was like 15 different caffeine. kinds of weird um, 
supplements that are supposed to make you fucking stay up. There is, uh, yeah, I think there is one. God, I used to know the taurine. T-A-U-R-I-N-E. Taurine, I think, is one of them. Remember, dude, when there there's that drink called Four Loco? Have you ever heard of this drink? It comes in like a giant 24-ounce uh, can. Banned? They don't sell it anymore, do they? <laughs> you know what? I think you can find it now, but it doesn't have like all the taurine and shit in it. I think now it's just malt oh, it's just liquor. Like Before it was like such now. a great idea to to put malt <laughs> liquor and mix it up with a bunch of fucking things that make you feel like you're speeding out. And then people were having heart attacks, weren't they? <laughs> Speed in a can. Because the deal was the, the alcohol depresses your central nervous system and the other shit like speeds it up. Yeah, that sounds like every episode of Intervention. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's like you watch intervention. These people are like, well, I smoked three ounces of, of crystal meth. So now I'm going to take some heroin so I can come down. Well, if you want to come down, why are you smoking the three ounces of crystal meth? Just don't do anything. I just, you know I just need it to even out. What makes me feel bad about intervention, like personally, is that I always think that the bitches on there that are, like, strung out are, like, pretty hot. And then they get clean and they kind of fatten up. And I'm like, yeah, you should start doing drugs again. Oh, don't worry. They do. They almost always <laughs> do. True. Most of the time they do. <laughs> I That's mean, why my wife won't watch it. She's like, every episode is a, has an unhappy ending because they always relapse. Yeah. I mean, really. They almost do. Well, some of them will, the deal is they'll like, you never know when to believe the show because you know at the end it always like says, uh, Rufus has been sober since May 16th, 2007. You know what I mean? That's a lie. And then, yeah, and then you're like, well, yeah, this episode was probably shot, uh, you know, and shown originally in April of 2007. So I'm sure that they're probably dead or off the wagon by now. I'm not saying that some people can't recover. Some people can. It's just a proven fact that most people don't. Most people relapse. Hey, speaking of reality TV, are you stoked, as I am, about the new episodes, the new season of 60 Days In, which is going to be in a completely new prison in Alabama? Really? Be a lot of squealing like a pig? Lots of squealing, like like the banjo music. They're, I mean, they're gonna have to make their banjos in prison with uh, like a shiv with a, a string on it. Doesn't really seem like a lot you, of banjos. It almost seems like nowadays, if you had enough money in your whatever account they call that, you could probably buy a fucking banjo and have it in prison. As long as you had enough money, I'm, I'm sure the the commissary. I think the commissaries in prison now are pretty much run by Amazon. <laughs> they are, dude. But it's like the the. Uh, the Correctional Corporation of America Amazon store where, like, everything is 5,000 times more expensive than stuff on Amazon. Yeah, but it's paid for by, you know, tax dollars. Well, no, you have to have your family members on the outside put money into your commissary. Unless you're spending yeah, some you're, of the, like, nine cents book. you get paid a day. Which is bullshit to me. You shouldn't get paid anything, in my personal opinion. I saw this thing where they were talking about unionizing prisons, right? Because they thought the people in the prison had no rights. 
and shouldn't be forced to work. And I'm like, bullshit, dude. They're, they're, they're getting free fucking food, free clothing, free dental care, free everything that people don't get on the outside. They can fucking stamp license plates or whatever they do in prisons now. Make collection calls. Yeah, yeah. I agree, but it's all, it's also, it's hard to reconcile that also with the fact that prisons are run by corporations that put people in prisons just to make money. So a lot of these people who are in there only because they bring value right. to the prison, they should be getting paid. Why do you I think? I mean, yeah, if you're a murderer or a rapist or something, but if, if you're just in there for a some drugs that you'd never hurt anybody, but you just like doing some drugs. 70% 70 of people are in prison for nonviolent drug related crimes. 70%. Exactly. You know, and that's why Rufus, they want to start cracking down on the medical marijuana or the recreational marijuana, because they've proved that recreational marijuana states and medical marijuana states Less people abuse drugs or die of opioid overdoses, right? Crime is actually down in most of them. You know, that's all shit the government doesn't like. Big Pharma, you know, pays big money to make sure that pot stays illegal, you know, and so does every other industry, basically. And they, they probably don't like that in states like Colorado, where it's legal, that state taxes are up astoundingly because they there's taxes on top of it, but that's not federal tax. So the federal government's going to be like, "Well, fuck you, states making so much tax money." Right? They they we can't figure out that. that the federal government could tax it just like cigarettes or booze if they were smart. Well, here's what I read today: it was yep. like some relation of Jeff Sessions, like his sister-in-law or his wife's sister. Yeah, I guess that'd be a sister-in-law is like a big shot at one of the alcohol companies. Like one of the huge... Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, how better to get into his ear? Dude, this this whole... I, I mean, I'm telling you right now, this whole fucking administration is about enriching the people in the administration. They don't want a second fucking term. They don't care about that. It's like, how much can we fucking get our hands on in the no. next four years? They don't even care about what fucking people are saying. Not at all. Nope, I agree. It's a money grab. I thought it about doing a, a money grab all a, around. A uh, did I tell you this last time? Like a horse's ass picture with like Trump's hair on it. <laughs> I don't think you did. No, but <laughs> I'd have to have like these huge fucking balls hanging for his fucking double chin. Can you tell I hate Donald Trump? I just... Whoa, 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 whoa. You, what? You hate Donald Trump? Yeah, dude, what? it's not even what? I hate Donald Trump. I just hate... I mean, they're it's so transparent what they're doing right now that it, it's like they think the whole world is just full of fucking idiots. And apparently well, it here's is. the deal. I hate to be down on my fellow man, and I really don't mean to be. I mean, I, I think people have their motivations that personally are rightly justified to them, but 
Donald Trump didn't storm in and take office. I mean, he was right. elected in by people and representatives. So, I mean, we brought this upon ourselves. We didn't. In a way. You know, as much I will as never Trump take sucks. blame for any of Why this. Made... Oh, good Lord. I'm not talking about you and me. I'm oh, talking okay. about just like America, the, the country. We let it happen. Right, we, we did encouraged it. It it fucking happened. It's just you know? it's that just goes to show you the Hopefully lack of education in this fucking country. I mean, no wonder they don't want to spend any money on education because stupid people fucking do stupid shit like vote for Donald Trump. But here's the deal, dude. You know I'm a big marijuana advocate, right? And I'm on all these marijuana yeah. websites and whatever. And chat rooms and all these people, like when it was around voting time, like Trump's never going to mess with pot. Trump doesn't hate pot. Trump's not going to do anything against pot. You know what I mean? It's about making money. Trump's about making money, blah, blah, blah. And now I just want to fucking punch right. every one of those fucking people in the face for spreading their bullshit, saying Trump's not going to, yep. when everybody knows that Trump was fucking going to hire Sessions, who was going to squash pot. <sighs> I don't know. We're in an interesting time, dude. Like I've said before, I'm trying to devote as little energy as possible. I can't it help it. I, I can't control it. I can't stop it. You can help it. I can't. Hey, do what you, are you going to do? What do, are you, you, do you think that uh, Kim Jong-il had his brother Kim Jong-un killed or whatever? Have you read about uh, that? I don't know. I read about his brother getting killed. I don't right. know if it was an assassination from the inside or the outside. But yeah, I have heard about it. I mean, he, he, he really... Can you call that being assassinated, though? I mean, he really wasn't anything. Do you have to be famous to be assassinated? Or is, like, say, some lady that's murdered in the middle of the street, is she considered assassinated? What constitutes assassination? Uh, I think it's... It's a a pre-planning and a plot, you know. So if, it, if some random guy just killed me, I wouldn't be assassinated. Well, okay. But if my wife. What if your wife who, plotted with some random dude to dead, kill you? Are you assassinated? Then yes. Or are you just killed? I was assassinated. It was a hit. It's like assassinated is like a fancier word than murdered. It makes it more dramatic. Yeah, I I prefer to be assassinated than murdered. <laughs> right, and say. you know what? I think that when you say assassinated, you get like an extra two paragraphs in your uh, in your uh, obituary automatically because they assume that you were someone <laughs> of right. substance. It just looks cooler. I mean, how scared is the way this guy was killed? That lady just went and wiped shit on his face, and he fucking died. That's pretty scary. And apparently, and apparently, she didn't even know she was part of it. It was like nah. they like filming a prank show or something. They found out wow. that that's pretty much a lie. Now she was in on it. Well, what the fuck's not? A, this only leads to my suspicion that everything, everywhere that we see all the fucking time is bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. Please elaborate. I think we're living in an alternate universe. Well, I, there's no truth anywhere. And I'm not talking about the whole fake news or alternative news or whatever. But, like, every fucking story that comes out, I think it comes out too fast. 
There's not enough time now for people to research, for journalists to really get into the meat of a story. They have to get it out quick, as quick as fucking possible. And so the first bullshit story that comes out becomes like canon. That's it. Okay, here's the fact. Some lady assassinated <laughs> right. a dude, and it was a prank show. And then anything else that comes out after that is People just don't some, even hear it. Nobody cares because right. they read it. The 20 seconds to 20 minutes, it's done. Right. You're exactly right. It's politics. That happens all the time, too. And so because it. of that. You never know the truth. Yeah, it, but see, that's, that, that, that is Howard, Tr- or Howard Trump. Donald Trump's trick, dude. Because he'll say stuff that's completely fucking false. And people only get that first 20 seconds. And the, the people that are so stupid that they don't do any research themselves, that's what they believe to be the truth. That's how he got to be president. Right, and that's everybody because we're we've built a society where sound bites are all that fucking matters. You you can't blame the people because that's just the way things are. Dude, you and I are spe- here's what you have to remember: people like you and I are special, man. <laughs> right, I'm. We're, we, Zigzag and Rufus are not the common man. No offense to the common man. We're thinkers. We're doers. We're philosophers. I'm about to wear one of those helmets just because my brain is so good that it can't afford to be wasted. You know how, like, usually it's like the special needs kids wore helmets? Maybe it's the really smart kids that should be wearing helmets now so they don't damage, like, the only good brains that are left. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Dude, we could probably sell that. We just, like, get a Mensa helmet. We call it the Mensa helmet. And, like, if you were, like, if you have, uh, we'll make it a special helmet that you can only get if you're in Mensa. And it's to protect your, your brain because you're so fucking smart. I know we would sell out. I could just see people walking around. You would totally sell out. Because, you know, all these people that are in Mensa always want everybody to know they're in Mensa. So it'd be like, look, I'm wearing my Mensa helmet because my brain is too good to be damaged. Yeah, but where you make the money is you make a Mensa light for all the people who are almost that smart, but still think they're smart enough to save their brains. I like that. Did you call it Mensa Mensa light? light? I call it Mensa light, yeah. Because it's right before (laughs) it's right before M. Was Mensa a person? Or who was what is Mensa exactly? I don't. I thought it was an acronym, but now that you ask, I really don't know. Huh. That's a good question. Maybe I'll ask the internet. Do you mind if I ask the internet what Mensa stands for or what Mensa is? The internet's smarter than me, so I encourage you. Did you ever it. take a Mensa test? I'm afraid to. Man. Me too. Me too. Because I'm afraid that I'll find out I'm not smart, <laughs> and my whole fucking like. All my self-confidence, I'd probably just sit in bed all day with my sucking my thumb, being like, Jesus, dude, you're low 60s? That's disgusting. I I totally agree. If I t- I've never even taken an IQ test. I'm afraid if I take an IQ test or a Mensa test, I'll, I'll find out that, oh, my God, everyone else is smarter than me. <laughs> right. They've just been putting up with me this whole time. I've been living in a, my own fantasy world where I'm so much smarter than everyone else, and now I found out I'm just fucking stupid. That's right. I'm like a lap dog. I've just been 
people have been pet- patting me on the head and saying, you're a smart boy. On that note, let's take it into the VIP, Rufus. What do you think? Where we'll discuss more about Mensa. Someone said, no, I let that play all the way through because um, I'm taking, I'm smoking some more weed for the second part of the show. The VIP part. Welcome to the VIP, folks, really? by the way. Welcome, Rufus. Welcome, Double Z. It's good to be here with you this evening on the VIP part of the show where the important people listen and we give How away you, uh... the secrets to a successful life, like not taking a Mensa test so you don't ruin your own self-confidence. That's right. And also, um, I want to ask, how are you smoking your weed? You got a bong? You taking a one hit? Giggle stick. What's happening in there? Uh, I like, you know, our giggle sticks from 420 products. Uh, I use a giggle stick. I don't think I've sent you a giggle stick. I got 250 more on the way. I'll send you some. But it's a glass, what we're calling a micro doser. Not a one hitter, a micro doser. I had one, but I broke it. (gasps) You broke it? Oh, no, I sent you that. That was a cheap one, though, dude. No, no. The ones we have made for our kits, you can't break, dude. They're borosilicate glass. You, like, have to throw it on the ground to fucking break it. These are so much better. They're 10-millimeter borosilicate glass. No, no. These are the the Rolls-Royce of micro-dosing glass pipes. And it's even got a thing on the side to keep it from rolling. And they're handmade in America. Really? Yes. By Sandfire Glass. Check them out. That's impressive because I, I used the fuck out of mine and I had to wash it out and I like dropped it while I was washing right. it and it just shattered and I was like, ah, shit. Right. That's the cheap. Wait till, you know what I'm doing next week, dude? I'm doing a video for the website where I'm going to drop a giggle stick, a 10 millimeter giggle stick micro doser oh. versus the Chinese competition. And uh, we're going to watch them, watch the Chinese one smash and ours bounce. Did I not send you a video that I had of, of me dropping? The, the giggle stick? Not that I've seen, unless I it went in my junk. No, no, I probably sent it to your so. to your phone. I have not seen it. No. I'm gonna send it right now. You got your phone handy? Are you talking on your phone? Actually, yeah, I'm talking on my phone. Bet you think you're pretty cool, don't you? This is all the advertising. I have a phone. I bet. I bet you don't. This is all the advertising we need for the fucking giggle stick, dude. Right here. Let me show you. You can watch it after the show, but I want people to know that the giggle stick from 420 Prox USA is the best glass one-hit pipe on the market, no doubt. Not even worried about that. Bring it. Bring it to us because I know it's the best one on the market, hands down. <laughs> I'm being dead serious about this. I'm being dead fucking serious. I I believe you. <sighs> I need to send you a whole new kit, dude. You need a whole new kit. We got another kit coming out that's a, a lot smaller than the original kit. And it's going to be a waterproof kit with three bud buddy, two bud buddies and a mini roller and a giggle stick. And uh, mm. it's pretty tight. I'm going to send you one. I am. I am. Sam, I am. 
I do not like green eggs and ham. Does that make anybody else hungry well, for look ham? Forward to it. I, well, ham always makes me hungry. <laughs> green eggs and ham Actually, makes me like hungry ham. for a I'm fried not egg. A fan of ham for some reason. I love eggs. I, I'm not a big fan of ham. Really? You're not a fan of ham. I like ham. Lo- ham lunch meat is good, like thin sliced, right. you know, like in a sub is good. But like ham, like at Christmas dinner or whatever, it always seems a little. I can I can totally agree with you there. Yeah, I don't know. That is something we will definitely agree on. I don't feel like a ham is like something that should be served that when it's sliced more than like a sixteenth of a, uh, an inch thick. It just doesn't taste yeah, the same. No, absolutely not. No, no. It's got to be thin. When it's thin enough to dissolve in your mouth, that's a good ham. When it's so thick that it gets caught in your teeth <laughs> right. and you're chewing on a piece of gristle, <laughs> not good. Not good ham. I have like this one spot in my mouth, dude. This is so crazy. Where anytime I eat pulled pork, like the, uh, fucking something gets lodged in this part of my fucking mouth. And it has to be pulled pork. I can eat anything else, and nothing else gets, like, lodged between these two teeth. But every time I fucking eat pulled pork, I get, like, a string of pulled pork, like, stuck between two teeth. It's the weirdest fucking thing. I, I mean, I know it sounds insane, but it's true. Is it front teeth or back teeth? It's, it's like, right at, you know, it's, like, next to my incisor. So it's, like, behind my incisor, my bottom incisor. On the left-hand side. No, it's the right-hand side. I'm not a fucking dentist. I don't even know what tooth you're... What tooth is that? Incisor. The incisor? The incisor is your pointy tooth. That's called your incisor. Now, since you don't have any teeth, Uh, I think you call it where the third tooth from the middle on the right side would be. I'll, I'll have to get my teeth out of the box to oh, make yeah, sure where yeah. my incisor is. Get your teeth out of your pocket and and brush the dirt off and take a look. I I, te- I keep my teeth in an old uh, matchbox. I can shake it around like I'm shaking. <laughs> I was watching this show earlier where this guy was like going undercover to bust people who were selling like fake goods. I'm sure you've probably seen this show. It's called Crime Inc. And they just show stupid shit like that. But this cop guy was going undercover, and he was going undercover by putting, like, fake fucking teeth in. He's like, if I'm from, if if I want people to think I'm from Ukraine, I put these teeth in. They're like these fucking grody, rotten teeth. And he's like, then if I just want to be a regular American from the South, I put these teeth in. They're like a car salesman. And they're just like, (laughs) like, like big white teeth or whatever. And I'm like, dude. No one's going to believe that you're anything because you look like a fucking idiot with some kind of thing in his mouth that you can tell is completely fake. I mean, I would be like, what is this guy well, doing? He's Obviously, he's a cop. He's grouping people based on teeth. That's offensive. <laughs> that was That's his offensive. disguise was to change his teeth. <laughs> like, okay. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> it was so weird. I swear that's true story. I swear that is true. It's sad. But I true. believe you, Zigzag. I do. I okay. really do. As long as you don't, you believe me. I don't care if anybody else does. 
So on so intervention, I was to talk to you like a child just to see who, what kind of reaction I would get. On intervention, who is your favorite interventionist? Uh God, who are they now? They have the black chick right. with like the cornrows, right? Right. Yep. Yep. They have they have the, candy uh, that the, old the older lady. The, you know the older lady. I think her name's Candy. Yeah. God, she. I don't, there's one old lady who has short hair. She's, yes, that's her. Like Yoda. I mean, she's old as fuck. Yeah, that's Candy. I do like her. I think I, I do too. She's very sincere. I like her. I like the old guy with the mustache, knew, and he's bald, but Jeff, he has kind of Jeff Vondervaven or whatever his name is. Yep, yep. I like I, him. I like, I like him, the guy who. But now I don't like him anymore because his fucking intervention is always the exact same thing. We're all here, and these these people are here just because they love you to death, and they, they don't want to see you kill yourself. Yeah, that's like what he says every time. So that's how much his heart is into it. Oh, he has no heart. It's obliterated by drugs and alcohol. <laughs> right, he had a heart till obviously he abused it into becoming a hard stone, where he just tells you know what I saw him doing one time, dude. <laughs> He had to. Re- he was given that speech, and he had to read the person's name off of a card. Are you serious? No, but I could see it happening. I really could. <laughs> now, okay, wait. Who's the guy who he looks like a young guy, but he's not, and he has like a cool haircut. He looks young, but his voice—he sounds like he's been smoking cigarettes for eighty years. But he's a young, youngish looking guy about. out of the rest of them. I know exactly who you're talking about. You know what uh, I found out though? Can- that guy says the exact same thing as Vondervaven or whatever his name is. He uses that same line. These people are here because they all- love you to death. I'm like, oh, that's weak. It's all scripted. I mean, that's a great Look, line. I'm, once I'm not addicted to anything. What's that? It, it, have you ever put yourself like imagine? Have you ever imagined yourself walking into that situation? Not that you need to zigzag. I don't think you do. No, but, I mean, I, I'm so scared of like I'm drugs kinda, and being out of control, dude, that I would probably tell people I need an intervention or something, even when I probably didn't. Because I, w- I won't even right, take like pills. Like when I hurt my back one time, the doctor gave me like some muscle relaxants. And I come to find out like five years later, like super weak and almost like aspirin. And I told my wife, I'm like, I'm not taking that shit. Uh, what if I get hooked? But then you see that show like that kid on intervention who did get hooked. So maybe I was smart not to fucking do it. I mean, I got enough trouble with the booze in the in the pot. I just I just don't get how many people walk in there and actually go in there. I mean, like hardcore alcoholics, <laughs> oh. drug, the fucking heroin addict. You're saying to run away? If, if I was a heroin addict, I would not even run away. I'd just be like, <laughs> "Fuck you, idiots!" You know, you guys are the. Re- it's always family bullshit that drove them to it. I'd be like. Fuck you, idiot. Now you're going to give a shit? I see Fuck what you. you're saying. I'm I do. Here. It's amazing that there's anyone who even actually goes through with it at all. Uh, you know what? And you, I got a lot of respect for the people that do, dude, because that is a person that is still in there a little bit. You know what I mean? I think you get when you get to the point where people are just like, fuck this, not listening. That person, I think it, you've lost all hope. On that person. You know what? They're going to go away and they're going to relapse anyways. But occasionally you get these people who are like, yes, I'll take the help. What took you so long? I mean, I heard one lady say one time, what took you so long? You know what I mean? 
And it, those are. I love those episodes, dude. Is it t- is it tugging at your heartstrings? I mean, it, <laughs> it's okay. Your intervention. We've yeah, got it, your intervention it, scheduled for the embassy suites in in, uh, in Alabama <laughs> in a couple of weeks, dude. You'll be fine. I would like to see a blooper reel from Intervention. <laughs> oh my god! Where the druggie comes in and just overturns the fucking coffee table and punches people out and is like, "Fuck you, idiots!" Some dude and takes a camera and throws it on the ground. Drunk and dude, out. like pukes all over himself while he's like sitting on the couch listening <laughs> yeah. to the stories. <laughs> he like he walks in and he's already his sweatpants are full of diarrhea. <laughs> and he's like, "What? What's going on?" Well, you know what? Like 80% of the time, that's basically what it looks like is happening anyways. Did you see the one that's where the true. chick offered to blow that Jeff Vonder beacon because uh, she didn't want to go? She's like, I'll blow you. Hang on. My wife is doing something. What are you doing, on? Hang on. Come here. Why were you like walking around like you're bent down? Oh no, she hurt her back? No, the video is not on. No, she didn't hurt her back. She thought the video was on. Alright, you just got a bottle of water? Alright. Love you. <laughs> she snuck in here to get a bottle of water oh. and she's all crouched down. Are you she's sure that's it, Rufus? Because I think, I think she was telling you that you needed to drink some water. She's like, hey, you know, you're getting a little sloppy. <laughs> I bought a bottle of water, hon. The intervention's in two weeks. She knows all <laughs> yeah. about it. We talked on the phone earlier. Oh, is that right? Yeah, she told me because she knows I'll forget. <laughs> right. Hey, oh, Rufus, we've scheduled right. your intervention from for two weeks from Saturday. Do you think you'll be able to make it? <laughs> yeah, sure. The, the funniest thing is, uh, this guy had a great line. His name was Joe. He was an older guy that I knew. Unfortunately, Joe died of cancer about a, a year after this happened, but... We went to this big party. We were invited to like a huge neighborhood party that this guy Joe was having. And Joe was a guy that I knew pretty well and I drank with pretty regularly. And we show up to the party and Joe's waiting outside, right? Just by chance. And, you know, we're going up, my wife's saying hi to him and he's saying hi to me. And, and she's like, thanks for coming. And then he's like, Shannon, can I talk to you? And he like took her to the side where I could still hear him. He's like, I just want you to know this is Dom's intervention. And, uh, I thought it was pretty funny. As a matter of fact, what? my wife did not think it was funny. Because, you know, I proceeded to get drunk and, and le- need an intervention later in the evening. <laughs> so, is there any chance that it actually was an intervention and you just fucked it all up? <laughs> There's a perfectly good chance of that. You know what? This Here's the deal. <laughs> don't serve beer and wine and liquor at the intervention. Just don't do it. It just They just don't work together. Hey. Open I, bar I intervention. intervention. That's what we're going to start. Open bar. An open bar intervention, that's right. That's You know what? That's a guaranteed way to get a person to come to the intervention is just tell them it's an open (laughs) bar. That's right. Or give them drink tickets. If you ever want an alcoholic to show up on time, just tell them there's an open bar. They'll be there. They will definitely be there on time. (laughs) Open bar might be the best thing ever created. Too bad they're so fucking rare. Really? Yeah, they're rare, especially at weddings. Right. I mean, nothing. This I went to a wedding one time, dude, and it fucking was a cash bar. Really? I'm like, then don't invite me. 
You know what I mean? Please don't invite me to your wedding if it's going to be a cash bar. I, I'm not coming to your bar or your wedding the last, to pay cash for drinks. I'm just not going to do it. The last wedding I went to wasn't uh, a cash bar. And not just a cash bar, a, a fucking overpriced cash bar. It was like, do you have a Bud Light? Yeah, that's 12 bucks. They know. They okay. know they can charge not, people fucking anything because there's no way anybody wants to be sober there. They're like, you could charge $200 for a beer, dude, and I would drink about $5,000 worth of beer at a fucking wedding. I guarantee it. I don't what's care. In, I just like, money okay, is no fucking option. Like, I'm being on an airplane and not getting beer. I don't care if a beer on an airplane is 20 fucking dollars. I'm having some fucking beer on the airplane. I ain't going down sober. It's okay. It's... It's pretty bold at a, a at a cash bar at a wedding when the bartender is charging you twelve bucks for a Bud Light and they also have a tip jar. <laughs> right? What what the fuck do you do then? And no because change. I'm like, I I usually just take I take the tip jar. Right like, I pour with my it. beer in the tip jar. I'm like, thank you. I would usually put it, for the glass. I usually take the money from the tip jar and put it in an envelope and give it to the the married couple as a gift. And then I kind of think we kind of broke even. Oh, shucks. That's sweet. I can tell you for a fact, though, this is a matter of fact, is that I have always come out ahead at a wedding that did not have an open bar, right? Like Like a wedding that had a bar was all you could drink. I have always got my money's worth, unfortunately. Much to my wife's chagrin. That's not easy to do when you buy someone a Rolls Royce for their uh, for their wedding present. Oh no! But no, I did it. We've all been there. Of course, at fifteen dollars a beer, I mean, it didn't take as long as you would think. And tip, <laughs> I think I ended up spending about seventy five dollars on beer and ninety three thousand six hundred eighty one in tips that night. Yeah, well, that's how it goes. Well, that's how I broke even on the Bentley. Dude, he, I, this is... Have you seen this car that looks just like a Bentley that is a Chrysler? Mm-hmm. No. I mean, I can't even tell the difference. There's a few Bentleys around my town, and there's like a ton of these Chryslers that look exactly the same, and I can't... I'm telling you, I, nobody can tell the fucking difference. Nobody can tell the difference. I... I I don't know what the difference is or why I should care. What, what is a Bentley a badass car, but a Chrysler sucks? I don't oh know. yeah, Bentley is like a super expensive car that Anglophiles drive. It's a jackass's car. It's, if you want to spend a bunch of money on a car, what, you buy you only buy a Bentley if you're a fucking total dickhead. That's my take on it. I know a guy with a Bentley. A He's a dickhead. Let me just put it that way. A car to me is a tool. Me too. I it can care to less about a car. my body. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I have plenty of my, money, my dude. Physical being from one place to another. Right. I have money, and I I don't have no need for a fucking brand new car ever. I will never fucking buy a brand new car. No. I don't care. I don't fucking care. Dude, my my favorite vehicle that we own. We only own two. My favorite vehicle. It's mine. I claim it. My wife wants to drive it. I say, no, you can't. It's mine. Shut up. Please. Again, will you just please? Look, I'm telling you. That's, shut the fuck and, up. And you also make it's her ride truck. in the trunk. If she does go in the car, you're like, get in the trunk. You're not messing up the inside of the car. In the trunk. With the kid. 
There, there ain't no trunk. It's a 1996 Dodge V10 pickup truck that we bought cash in hand for like 1600 bucks, and it is fucking badass. I can just see you in your giant V10. You know what, dude? Do you have a pot flag? Can I get you a pot flag to fucking fly now if you do move? <laughs> I'm not much of a, a flag flyer, pot or otherwise. Oh, but, uh, dude, how do you have one. a... You, put, you don't even I'll have one that says studio. Dodge V10 or something on it? You ain't a truck guy. You're not proud of that truck. No, no. no I, I never drive it over 30 miles per hour anyway. I got to baby it. It's my baby. <laughs> you sit out there and rub it with a diaper. Get away from it. You know what pisses me off? There's a lot of things things that piss me off about how other people drive. <laughs> One thing that really pisses me off is people who have really big trucks or big SUVs and you're behind them and they come to a speed bump and they stop and creep over that speed bump like their truck can't fucking handle it and it's going to fuck something up. And I'm like, you have a vehicle that you could drive over the Rockies and you can't just fucking get over this fucking speed bump. No way, dude. No way, because then it'll end up in the shop and you'll have to pay fucking $5,500 to fucking get it fixed because it just looks like a car that should go in the fucking mountains or something, but surely on the inside somewhere it says do not fucking go over a speed bump more than 24 miles an hour or you will break this car. (laughs) This is true. You're right. You're right. You're right. You know what's funny is we were my wife was looking at a car lately just because I don't we're not going to buy a new car, she knows that. Because I made I made her I told her. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but there's nothing out there, dude, except for fucking SUVs. She doesn't want an SUV. She wants a car. Right now she has a nice Audi wagon, right? And she's like, "I want something just like that." There is not they don't make fucking wagons anymore. Period. They just don't. Now it has to be a fucking SUV. Oh, no. Wagons? No. Yeah. I'm being no, dead you serious. Can't get a wagon? No, you cannot find a wagon. Everything no, has to be like you. up you in the air. No, it, it, it's either a small coupe or a big ass SUV. There is no in between. You're, you're right. I, w- I wasn't like making fun of you. You're right. There is no such thing as a wagon anymore, and that's extremely practical. And has a <laughs> right. Uh, you know the SUV started to. out as a wagon. How do people not fucking put two and two together? You, you didn't. You didn't necessarily make the wagon better. You just made an SUV out of it. The The wagon was still fucking pretty viable. Yep. And most SUVs are pretty shitty, obviously. I mean, they're, they, they try to make them look like they're some sort of off-road fucking badass machine, but they're basically a, a wagon with <laughs> right. too much extra bullshit that you don't want. Right, that you're paying extra for. Well, and you know what? It's unfortunate for my wife. She's always, since high school, she's driven a wagon. She had a couple Volvo wagons. Now she has this Audi wagon. And she's just like, you know, you get the convenience of a wagon, but it's easy to park. You know, the convenience of an SUV, pretty much, because it's got the back room, but it's easy to fucking park. Yep. I mean, they need to repaint, like, every parking lot in the world to fit fucking bigger cars now. Because when they painted like half the parking lots in the world, it was when people were driving little compact cars. And now like a regular SUV would take up like three of those fucking Yugo spaces. Still to this day, I'll pull into a parking lot 
even in our car, which is compact, like our actual little Toyota Corolla, and it, it, it'll say compact parking only. And I'm like, are there really compact cars anymore? Well, there's it, that. You ever, it's either a compact car or a Mountaineer. It's like those stupid little super duper small cars. Remember those? Like a smart car, I think they called it or whatever. And uh, like yeah. for some reason, all I ever saw in it was like super duper I don't want to say fat people, but bigger people. Okay, I'll just say fat people who are in there, and you're just like, there's no way that that's comfortable. And, you know, they're like wearing the car. They're not like getting out of it. They're wearing it. <laughs> they're wearing the car. This is my car outfit. Yeah, what? Are you, it looks like he's wearing the blue Yugo today. <laughs> I didn't mean to say fat people. I meant to say... Big fat people, but I can say that because I'm a big fat person. That was brilliant, by the way. How those new earrings or how the new earphones working out for you? Does my voice sound golden? Uh, They're good. It's your voice sounds great. I can't hear myself. That's why maybe I'm talking too loud. But I noticed that whenever I was mixing. Like in post production, like I could hear your voice bleeding through my other headphones, and because there's still a delay, because you're on Skype and I'm not, there's still a, a slight delay that whenever I mix it, like you'll say something, and then for a few seconds, you're saying it again through my headphones, which is obvious. So I wanted to use these to make sure that didn't happen. And, uh, are you sh- are you sure that's head, the problem I, I or not? Are you just guessing that that's the problem? No, I I, I know that's the problem. God, how thin it's, were it's your old earphones? Up your whatever cheap Sony earphones from Walmart. But whole over the ear earphones on the ear, not over the ear. These are over the ear. That's why I think they're going to work better. They're more comfortable in for a while, but then after a while they're not. You're just like, I still have something super uncomfortable on my fucking head. No, these are totally comfortable. I, I completely forgot I had them on until you asked me just now. Oh, did you? Very comfortable. Tell us, do tell. Do tell about the, the brand of said uh, earphones. Well, shit, I, I got to take them off to see. I don't know what they are. Hang on. Minor Audio Technia. Minor Audio Technia. No, they're not. I, I don't recognize the uh, the logo on them or the name. Hang on. Hang on. Jace or Jess? I don't know. Hmm. I got them on Amazon. I just needed something that, like, covered my entire... They were really over the ear because... Like your voice is bleeding through, and that just made the delay more prominent. <clears throat> so hopefully this will correct that. I'd, and it, it will just make me sound like a, a retard who can't respond to things in time, but it'll still sound better. I have a I have a beef with Amazon right now, dude. I've been, I've ordered a few things from Amazon lately. They, they did not make clear to me we're shipping from China. Have you ever done that? Have you ever ordered something really? and you didn't know that it was coming from? It just usually says fulfilled by whoever. And both times it was like shit that it took like a month to get. One one of the things never even fucking showed up. 
I did order something recently, I don't remember what, that did ship from China and I didn't know it was going to and it took forever. Right. But it was nothing important, so I didn't I didn't sweat it. Well, one of the things I ordered was something for my wife for Christmas, dude. And it didn't show up ever. So I emailed the place and they sent the wrong thing. Right? And it was a case for an iPhone, so it's not like something that I could like use. And then they're like I emailed them said you sent the wrong one. So they say they're going to send another one, and I don't know if they sent it and it's just not here yet, or if it's just never coming. Because last time it took like six weeks to arrive. Jesus Christ. They shouldn't do that, dude. I want... That's bullshit. They should tell you that where it's coming from, because it always said ships in, right? And it says ship in like 48 hours. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so it'll be here in a week. Or whatever, and it doesn't show up for like months on end. Do you have Amazon Prime? I do, I do. I now I'm to the well, point where I don't buy anything unless it's shipping. Amazon Prime, and all Amazon Prime is is shit that has the price of the shipping, the two day shipping built into the fucking price. Well, that's fine, but you also get a lot of video streaming content too. Right, but then a lot of that shit, dude, you if you want it, you have to pay for it. I mean, the stuff that they, they stream for free is fucking nothing you would ever watch. It's just like Netflix. If you ever have something you want to watch, I guarantee you, you have to buy it. Well, I don't know, because I haven't been able to use Amazon streaming since we moved here, unfortunately. Well, you haven't missed anything. Nothing changed. Except the price, probably. Is it still 75 bucks a year? No. No, it is not. It is now $99 a year. Holy shit. I still have it, but I lost <laughs> Yeah, track me too. It happens every year. Me too. Dude, I found out that I was paying for some insurance I didn't even know I had on my old credit card number. Remember I told you that my credit card got hacked? Yeah, you did. So I I canceled the well they canceled the credit card. I got a new credit card. Then I get a bill in the mail for like some kind of this is so crazy, dude. For some kind of insurance that I've had for like the last three years, it was costing me two hundred bucks a month. Right? And the deal with the insurance was I, I got it sold to me by a guy who I ended up not getting insurance through, but for some reason they signed me up for this fucking insurance plan without my knowledge, pretty much. And the plan was what? If I ever get, if I ever found out I had cancer, me or my wife, we got $60,000 immediately in cash. That was it. For 200 bucks a month. And I'm like thinking, maybe that's not a bad one to have. I don't know. But I, I was thinking, now that I let it lapse, I'm probably going to find out next month that I have cancer. And there will be no trip to Disney World. Well, that that's the racket. That's how they get you. Right, I'm saying get cancer. they just know that I'm going to get cancer next month. But it was actually the, the credit card people who really screwed me over by letting me get hacked. You know what? I wonder if I could sue if I get cancer <laughs> and don't have the insurance because they got hacked and got my credit card. I wonder if they should have to pay me the sixty grand in the bank for for letting my credit card get hacked. No, they'll, they'll get up. They're hooked up with big pharma. Yeah, you're right. So they, they know who's going to get cancer. Here's the bullshit. The fucking 
The banks are now charging me $6 a month for my checking account, which is such bullshit because banks make more money than ever. Not to mention they're holding my money for me, not paying me any fucking interest, and then they got the fucking guts to to charge me for a fucking checking account I never fucking use. I mean, that's total bullshit. I should be charging them to fucking borrow my money and speculate on stocks and shit with it and people's mortgages. Why aren't they paying me? What what bank do you have that suddenly out of the blue is charging you six bucks? Uh, mutual for bank. Being your bank, the bank closest to my house. No, I've been with this bank oh, for like twenty good. years. Good- I've, I've been with this bank for twenty fucking years, and I'm just too lazy. And I know like the people that work at the branch. Some of them, unfortunately, for themselves, have been there for twenty years, and they watch me get old and gray and decrepit, and I'm sure it's disgusting to them. <laughs> Even though they got old and gray and decrepit too, and and fat like me, but um, I'm just too lazy to change banks. I guess when it comes down to it, I don't want to be like a big bank. You know, what I mean, I don't want to be part of like Bank of America or whatever. They're the worst. No, you sh- if you've been with them that long, you shouldn't have to change banks. You go and be like, look, I've been with you this long. I know, well, and you're right. In, Take it off now. I can't even tell you how many times I walked into the bank with that attitude that I'm just going to tell somebody I'm not paying, and then I pushed out. I'm like, man, I can't do this. I don't want them to think I'm poor and can't afford the six That's, bucks. She's got nice tits. They know you're. They know you're not poor. They know your bank account. Oh, that's true. Good point. That's why they're charging it. They're like. They're like he can afford it. <laughs> You're exactly he right. Money he has. I never even fucking thought of that. There probably is some kind of thing where if you keep like a balance over a certain amount, they're like, this guy gets paid. This guy has to pay for checking. He can afford it. You're probably right about they that. They think they can. S- if you have that much money in your account, you have other things coming out. They're like, we can slip this in. It'll just get lost. And all the other deductions coming out, he'll never know. Oh, yeah, and they're right about that. You need to storm in there and be like, look, look, you you fucking bitches. <laughs> you want to hear something sad about my bank account? This is my business bank account. Is that... Okay. I, I recently, I got online with my business bank account right after I got hacked. Because that was my, my corporate card that got hacked, right? And uh, mm. for like three years... I couldn't get on their website, right? And I just never had time to fucking... I never even thought about, like, calling them and being like, what's wrong? Why can't I get on there? But in the meantime, I never really opened my fucking paper statement ever. You know, I always just used the on the phone thing, which is so fucking annoying. Sure. Right? But now they have an app that I couldn't sign into forever. So the other day, dude... I had the guts to go into the place. I'm like, someone needs to set this fucking app for me. It's after I got hacked. Because I'm like, I need to be watching my money a little closer, obviously. You know, you're not doing it for me. And uh, so they're setting me up with the app. And I'm like telling the, the lady that her bank doesn't pay me any interest, right? And she's laughing. I said, you know, it's not. I said, I don't really leave the money in here for very long. Because what I do is I deposit my money, which, you know, sometimes can be a substantial amount. And I, I just put it in a Ameritrade because at least they'll pay me some interest on it. And I said that to the lady and she started laughing and she goes, well, they should be paying you more. They're, they're closing this branch in like three months. And I said, oh, are you moving to another wow. branch? She's like, no, I'll be out of a job. 
And I'm just like, and here I am, like, oh, bitching man. about her bank that is fucking laying her off. So she was with me. I said, is this a good time to sign up for Terrible. a mortgage? I said, I want to make sure that you should you do as much work in the last 30 days of your job that you know you're getting fired from. I want you to work really hard on my mortgage for me, please. Uh, I thought you were going to say that you wanted to buy the house that she's about to lose. Uh, no, I'll, I'll wait for the foreclosure sale. What I did is as I said, you want to make 20 bucks the hard way? <laughs> then I only then I could only withdraw 10, unfortunately. Actually, I only withdrew four and a half, but she was very grateful. Zigzag, I got to run. Don't run, walk. But you know what? It was good. Good Friday night show. Good free for all here with you, Rufus. Glad that you could come aboard tonight. I feel like I always cut it off short. I don't mean to, but I just reach a point where I'm like, well, I take a, you know, it's a diuretic, dude. I've, I've after 18 beers, I've, it's, I love the show, but I got to go. All I'm right. Like sure it's not your prostate at this point. All right, Rufus, we'll catch you next week on Tuesday for the Hypersloth Happy Hour, our Tuesday edition. That's going to be 7 Central, 8 Eastern, if I do, if I am correct. Tonight we're going to play you out with a little Very something good. different. Uh, let's play him out with, how about the schisms? What do you think, Rufus? little Mosquito Coast.
Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus.